Greetings, friends. Welcome back to the broadcast. Today, we are looking to start our week with some wisdom, some encouragement from the Psalms and from the Proverbs. We've got three short Psalms today, Psalm 13, 14, and 15. And then we're also going to be looking at Proverbs 18. Uh, What I'm going to do is I'm going to read all three psalms that are each about six or seven verses. Uh, and then we're going to hone in on Psalm 14. There's going to be some, some some familiar voices in there. Or verse voices. Interesting phrasing. There'll be some interesting verses in there that uh, are familiar to you um, that we're going to uh, take a minute to think upon. Just a reminder, this work is 100% listener-supported. So if you're being blessed by this on a weekly, monthly, yearly basis, please consider going to scriptureandprophecy.com and there's a support tab at the top. All right, let's get some wisdom and some encouragement here. Open up your hearts. Let's see what the Word of God has to say to us this morning. Starting with Psalm 13, and then I'm just going to continuously read through up to Psalm 15. Let's begin. Psalm 13. How long will thou forget me, O Lord? Forever? How long will thou hide thy face from me? How long shall I take counsel in my soul, having sorrow in my heart daily? How long shall my enemy be exalted over me? Consider and hear me, O Lord God. Lighten my eyes, lest I sleep the sleep of death. Lest my enemies say I have prevailed against him. And those that trouble me rejoice when I am moved. But I have trusted in thy mercy. My heart shall rejoice in thy salvation. I will sing unto the Lord because he hath dealt bountifully with me. Psalm 14 The fool hath said in his heart, There is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looketh down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Have all the workers of iniquity no knowledge, who eat at my people as they eat bread and call not upon the Lord? There were they in great fear, for God is in the generation of the righteous. You have shamed the counsel of the poor, because the Lord is his refuge. Oh, that the salvation of Israel were come out of Zion, when the Lord bringeth back the captivity of his people. Jacob shall rejoice, and Israel shall be glad. Psalm 15. Lord, who shall abide in thy tabernacle? Who shall dwell in thy holy hill? 
He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. He that backbiteth not with his tongue, nor doeth evil to his neighbor, nor taketh up the reproach against his neighbor, in whose eyes a vile person is contemned. But he honoreth them that fear the Lord, he that sweareth to his own hurt, and changeth not. He that putteth not out his money to usury, nor taketh reward against the innocent, he that doeth the things shall never be moved. All right, let's ponder these truths for a minute. I'm going to do I'm going to come back to Psalm 14, but for now, I just want to kind of focus in on Psalm 15 real quick. The Lord so the so the, the what's happening here in Psalm 15, it starts with a question. Lord Who shall abide in thy tabernacle, and who shall dwell in thy holy hill? Like, who's going to dwell among the king? And he gives an answer. He that walketh uprightly, and worketh righteousness, and speaketh the truth in his heart. A common phrase that I have said on this podcast a thousand times is, Actions matter. Because your actions demonstrate what you truly believe. We have a generation of churchgoers, of religious people, who have been sold this lie that your behavior doesn't matter. That you have the liberty and the freedom to send your little heart out. And as a result, you see the condition of the church. And as a result, you see the condition of society and the world. Because those who are supposed to be a light, those who are supposed to hold the foundations of righteousness, have gone away, have gone astray, have become like the rest of the world. And now there is no truth to the world. Light shining to the world. We have a bunch of people playing Christian, but their actions, their fruit demonstrate otherwise. They're deceiving themselves. The scriptures say, be a doer of the word, not a hearer only, deceiving yourselves. You see those who say, oh, and they, they talk about how they're saved and how blessed they are, but then they live, act like the rest of the world, watch the same TV shows, watch the same filth on their phone, gossip, speak in the same manner, cast their eyes on the same things, indulge in the same things. They're deceived. Worse than the non-believer. Because they actually think they have a relationship with God, but their actions demonstrate that they do not. Who is going to dwell And who's going to abide in the tabernacle? He that walketh uprightly and worketh righteousness and speaketh truth in his heart. Now let's move on to Psalm 15. Or I'm sorry, let's move back to Psalm 14 for a minute. 
The fool hath said in his heart, there is no God. We got a lot of fools that live among us today. And because they think there is no God, this is how they live. They are corrupt. They have done abominable works. There is none that doeth good. The Lord looked down from heaven upon the children of men to see if there were any that did understand and seek God. They are all gone aside. They are all together become filthy. There is none that doeth good, not one. You see, the power to actually do what is right is not in us innately. We have to be filled with the Holy Spirit. The Apostle Paul points out that whether you're a Jew or a Gentile, it's irrelevant when we're talking about salvation because we've all fallen short. We've all sinned. And he actually quotes this psalm to make his point. I thought it would be interesting just to read those 12 verses leading up to that. So if we go to Romans chapter 3, and just uh, just so you know, those of you who might be new, I have a whole series on the book of Romans. You can just go to the YouTube channel and search the playlist. You'll see the book of Romans there, where we went through the whole book. Here's what he says, the Apostle Paul. Chapter 3. What advantage then hath the Jew? Or what profit is there in circumcision? Much every way, chiefly because that unto them were committed the oracles of God. For what if some did not believe? Shall their unbelief make the faith of God without effect? God forbid. Yea, let God be true, and every man a liar, as it is written. Thou mightest be justified in thy sayings, and mightest overcome when thou art judged. But if our unrighteousness commend the righteousness of God, what shall we say? Is God unrighteous, who taketh vengeance? I speak as a man. God forbid, for then how shall God judge the world? For if the truth of God hath more abound through my lie unto his glory, why yet am I also judged as a sinner? He's making the point that God's so graceful, right? He he offers so much grace that even sometimes... See, there was this thought going on that, well, maybe I just sin more so grace will abound, right? So more, so I can get more grace. And Paul's making the argument that that's absurd. He says, what then are we no, he says, verse 8, And not rather, as we be slanderously reported, and as some affirm that we say, let us do evil that good may come, whose damnation is just. He's saying, if that's your attitude, damnation is coming for you. Verse 9, what then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise, for we have before proved, both Jews and Gentiles, that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth. There is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way. They are altogether become unprofitable. There is none that doeth good. No, not one. Paul's making the point we're all starting from the same place. We're all in need of the Savior. But Paul will go on to make the point that uh, once you're in a relationship with God, 
That your actions do matter. People try to act like Paul is some type of apostate. That's because they don't actually read his words. They only read the words they want to hear and take it in the context. or They actually take it out of context, forming a false context to make themselves feel good about their sinful behavior. Hopefully, I've made my point. Your actions matter. Not because your actions save you. Your actions demonstrate what you truly believe about the Savior. Let's get some wisdom to end this morning and to get our week off to the right start. Let's move on to the Proverbs. We're looking at Proverbs 18. Let's begin. Through desire, a man, having separated himself, seeketh and intermeddleth with all wisdom. A fool hath no delight in understanding, but that his heart may discover itself. When the wicked cometh, then cometh also contempt and with ignominy reproach. The words of a man's mouth are as deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom as a flowing brook. It is not good to accept a person of wicked, to overthrow the righteous in judgment. A fool's lips enter into contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are a snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are as wounds, and they go down into the innermost parts of the belly. So please note, it, we got like five verses in a row here where the Proverbs are telling us that Words are dangerous. Your mouth is dangerous. This is why people who gossip, people who constantly have to be heard, constantly opening their mouth, these people are so dangerous to themselves and to the people around them because the, the tongue is known as a sword. It's sharp. It can, ex it can lift someone up and change their life, or it can bring somebody low, or it can cause strife between two other people. There's so much danger. This is why the Bible also talks about not looking, longing after wine. What happens when you start to drink? Things come out of your mouth. Things you wouldn't normally say. This is all so important to have control over our mouth. There's wisdom in being quiet. I'll put it that way. There's wisdom in being very, very cautious about what you share and who you share it with. Let me just read these again. He starts off by talking about how wisdom can be a good thing that comes out of people's mouth, right? The words of a man's mouth are his, are his deep waters, and the wellspring of wisdom is a flowing brook. 
Verse 6, 7, and 8. The, wor- the fool's lips enter in contention, and his mouth calleth for strokes. A fool's mouth is his destruction, and his lips are the snare of his soul. The words of a talebearer are his wounds. They go down into the innermost parts of the belly. Verse 9. He also that is slothful in his work is brother to him that is a great waster. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into it and are safe. The rich man's wealth is his strong city and is a high wall in his own conceit. Before destruction, the heart of a man is haughty. Before honor is humility. That's an important verse. Open up your hearts. Think about this. Before destruction... The heart of a man is haughty. That's the first part of this verse. In other words, right when a man is the most arrogant and prideful, thinking he's conquered the world, nothing can happen, nothing can go wrong, I'm everything. That's about the time that it comes unraveled. When they're swelling with pride. And right before a person is honored, says their posture is humility. They're not expecting it. They don't think they deserve it. Verse 13, He that answer a matter before he heareth it, it is folly and a shame unto him. That's another one that's worth memorizing. I see this all the time, especially when we start talking about the things that are actually going on in the world and how majority of the history that you've been told and sold and the lies that you've been sold for the last 20 or 30 years through the television and all this is nonsense. Before they even can, most people, and it doesn't matter if they consider themselves Christian or if they're worldly, to me, it's about I get about the same responses before I can even finish. They're already rejecting it because they don't want to have their worldview or their fantasy idea of what, how the world actually works compromised. They answer. They open their mouth. That's stupid. Only an idiot would believe that, right? That's their response. They haven't even looked into it. You might have spent 40 or 50 hours investigating an issue. This person hasn't spent 30 seconds doing it, but they're calling you an idiot. Right? You guys know what I'm talking about. Well, here's what the body sa- bo- the Bible says to them. He that answer a matter before he heareth it, it is a folly and a shame unto him. Verse 14, the spirit of a man will sustain his infirmity, but the wounded spirit, who can bear it? The heart of the prudent giveth knowledge, and the ear of the wise seeketh knowledge. A man's gift maketh room for him, and bringeth him before great men. 
He that is first in his own cause seemeth just, but the neighbor cometh and searches him. The lot causes contentions to cease, and parteth between the mighty. A brother offended is harder to be won than a strong city, and their contentions are like the bars of a castle. A man's belly shall be satisfied with the fruit of his mouth, and with the increase of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. We're almost done here, but man, listen, if you're one of those people, you show up at the office every day with something new to gossip about, you're getting on the phone, you... You're always running your mouth. You're always talking about people. Guess what's going to happen? There's coming a day when you're going to eat the fruit. You're going to reap what you've sown. You've been growing it all this time. You're going to have to eat it. Death and life are in the power of the tongue, and they that love it shall eat the fruit thereof. This can be good or bad. Maybe you're one of those people that's always lifting up others. You speak you speak goodness over your children and lift them up. Or you can destroy them before they ever become adults with your words. The point is, is there's a cause and effect when you use your mouth. Verse 22. We're almost done. Whoso findeth a wife findeth a good thing, and obtaineth favor of the Lord. The poor uses entreaties, but the rich answer roughly. A man that has friends must show himself friendly, and there is a friend that sticketh closer than a brother. My friends, that is the end of our wisdom and encouragement to start this week. I pray you've been blessed. I hope I've done some justice to the Word of God here this morning. I want to thank you for listening. Thank you for praying. Thank you to those of you who support this mission of truth. Please share it. There's a hurting world out here. Desperate for truth. And it's hard to find. That's all I have for you this morning. Peace and grace be with all of you. And until next time, God bless.